Welcome to Views on the News, a podcast series by Propeller Group, where we speak to three industry experts and gain their insights on some of the biggest news stories of the month. Hello and welcome to this episode of Views on the News, the podcast brought to you by Propeller Group. This episode is recorded live from e-commerce expo and technology for marketing 2022, where Propeller Group's commerce practice director, Will Parrott, chaired a panel centered around how to cope with the cost of living crunch. It featured former CEO of Jack Wills and executive director at Debenhams, Suzanne Harlow, chief operating officer of everything5pounds.com, Robert Kulovic, and chairman of retail economics, Stephen Robertson. We grabbed a few of these speakers to gather advice for brands and retailers going into the holiday period. First up, Stephen Robertson. Uh, I have to say, like any retail question, the answer is never one answer. So I would say that, as ever, understand your customer because behaviours are changing. We're in a time of flux now. Customers are changing in different ways. They're heterogeneous. Some will be feeling the shock more than others. Our job is to know which are suffering and which are not. But really, underlying that, what are the price elasticities and demand elasticities for those products and for your service? I'd say link to that, to be honest. Be really clear about your level of inventory pre and post Christmas because I suspect there's going to be a fairly sharp decline in demand post Christmas. So we don't want to be having uh, all our products sitting in the warehouse. Next, we have Susan Harlow. I think there's probably a number of things um, that people need to get focused on. I think, firstly, you've got to remember that whilst there's this level of uncertainty in the market, trying to get Customers to part with their cash is going to become really difficult. So you're going to need to be the best that you can be, be that in product presentation or in marketing, but you need to be front of mind. I think the second thing I would say is really keeping a tight grip on stocks and managing inventory really tightly through till Christmas. And then not forgetting that we are running up to Christmas. And the one thing that I do know is Christmas does always come. And within that, there are categories that will continue to outperform. Uh, be that beauty, children's wear, gifting, toys. So if you are a retailer and you're trading in those areas, then I'd make sure that they are front of customers' minds. And up next, we have Fern Miller, Executive Strategy Director at RGA. So I think there's a few things to consider when you're heading into a downturn like this. The first is how you can help customers uh, make the most of purchases that they have, how you can have... Um, allow them and enable them to switch um, switch and reduce their cost without um, reducing their experience. And I think there's quite a lot of interesting examples we've seen of when brands innovate in these times, they often find that they've sort of unlocked something in their brands and their business and their products that perhaps has been waiting to be addressed for a long time. So cut out the fat in the experience, cut out unnecessary um, margin. And I think when we do that, we often find that we're developing stronger relationships with customers uh, by meeting their needs. And I think any brand that comes to the rescue of customers at this time is going to be rewarded with a lot of love. So we've seen some um, auto firms are helping customers defer payments on their um, car loans. We've seen uh, brands actively showing how they're saving money for the customers and, and taking uh, cost and price down. And I think it's a good opportunity in a way, never waste a good crisis, to um, 
strengthen the loyalty and the love customers have for your brands um, rather than think of it as an opportunity to sort of simply reduce prices. Do you think e-commerce brands, so pure, online pure players, are better placed to cope with the challenges of the next coming months than omni-channel or in-store retailers? I'd say one of the advantages they have, certainly, is that customers tend to approach those experiences with a budget, a list, and a lot more organization, or at least they have previously anyway. And so they will find that customers do turn to those experiences because we all know that retail experience, offline retail experiences are designed to um, help us spend more money. So I think you'll find that there's going to be maybe more traffic that way. And we're going to see people being a lot more conscious of what they're spending as that is the right platform to do it on. Um, I think one challenge they'll have, and we've seen that with some of our research as well, is that the experience and the relationship and the engagement coming out of that experience doesn't deliver the same emotional value on many cases. And um, if they don't address that, then you've got to understand that that's part of the value of the sale. So if the value in some markets, particularly, let's say, fashion or uh, beauty, the experience needs to have as much uh, payback sometimes as the product. And that will be something that I think the more pure play e-commerce platforms need to start addressing, perhaps with more content, perhaps with more social commerce um, opportunities. Is it, is it the end of the big budget Christmas ads? Well, it doesn't seem so, has it? I mean, um, John Lewis has already, I think, uh, given us a bit of a hint of where they're going. I think, um, no, I think I think it's it's never been more important to emotionally connect with customers. I think that everyone needs some hope and some optimism this year. We don't want to only watch the news and feel depressed. I think we saw that last year. We saw that during the COVID um, crisis, we saw that customers were turning to entertainment platforms just as escapism and more than anything else. I can see us getting very sentimental this year. Um, whether that's big budget or not, I don't know, but I could see the TV ads this year being quite emotional because we need it. To cap off today, Will interviewed Carl Lilrud, an e-commerce expert and also a featured keynote speaker from the event. Carl, you're a man who knows about leadership. What is it that retail leaders should be focusing on right now? To understand more of how to get those customers back to the store. Because whatever organization you're running, you have already a customer base. If you're not a brand new whatever market you're in, you should understand what attracted those customers to come to your store at the first time and then spend a lot of time to actually understand what the triggers are and how you can repurpose those triggers to get them back to the store again. This is something that I've been talking about for many years, but I still don't see it in the market. I see that companies are in a way fat and happy. Basically, they see that they make sales, but these sales are not in relation to the customer's acquisition costs in a logical way. Because if you understand more of how you can get those customers back to the store, then you can lower your customer acquisition costs enormously. And with that in mind, also connect loyal customers Returning customers become loyal customers and eventually they can become ambassadors. They will represent your brand to market your brand, your store, your products to their friends, their family, and whoever they connect with if you give them a good experience. Looking at the um, 
current market situation in the market right now, you've got inflation running rampant, mortgage lenders pulling rates, that cost per acquisition is going to increase. And actually, when consumers have less money to spend, even though it's Christmas, like, how, I mean, what, what is it? How do, how, do, how do retailers really motivate consumers and really entice them to come back in store? If we looked at where e-commerce started, it started with, with products that we knew enough about to buy without touching, without feeling, like books and CDs and all that. And then that, that progressed on to buying products we trusted that they wouldn't be different from what we got from retail to bargain hunting to go and buy things at a lower price. Today, if you give a, the customer a good journey and build on trust, they're prepared to pay more than the lowest price because all of us are really tired with difficult returns and difficult customer journeys that in the end don't actually deliver the product. So make sure that you understand what friction there might be and fix those things. And that's how you actually make things more valuable to your customer than just the price because it's it's not always about just the price it's about the entire experience in connection with the price definitely but also connection with the expectations like how soon do i need this product do i need it in 20 minutes or can i wait three days do i need as a merchant to keep it on stock or can i sell it without having it in stock and be clear with that in the presentation of the product and also give the customer a little bit of value in connection to actually lowering the price because I don't have to take such a big risk in having products on stock as just one example. Thinking about leadership in a broader, more emotive perspective, it's a really challenging time right now. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. It's going to be a lot of, lot of hot air flying around boardrooms as people try and solve problems. I mean, what are your kind of key tips for leaders to to essentially lead well and provide a, a resilient front during these ch challenging times. One challenging point for any organization is to make sure that the organization as a whole is running in the same direction. So that is one of the key challenges, not only within e-commerce, but within any space, I would say, to actually get everyone within the company to run in the same direction, to get those people to align internally. because. You will have islands within each company of people that protect their best interest. And normally that's not always the best interest of the company. It's the best interest of the team, which might push you into a situation where there's two teams struggling against each other's success for the company. So understand more of the internal friction, understand more of what's holding you back and work with people like me to understand how you can actually make that into a, some sort of growth mechanism. But it's difficult to make that happen from an internal point of view because internally you have all the history. You have all that, that thing that holds you back because it's always been like that. So in most situations like these, you need someone externally to look at it without the emotions, but just look at, okay, what is it that makes us not as well-oiled as a machinery? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe and give us a review. Or to get in touch and learn more about Propeller Group, check out our website at www.propellergroup.com.